This is Scott. If you're new to the podcast, this is not a regular episode. For most episodes, I have a conversation with a regular person who's been through some type of extremely unusual situation. A plane crash, a mass shooting, an alligator attack, or sometimes a happy story like someone meeting their biological father for the first time. The guest comes on and tells the story of what happened firsthand. You can look through my past episodes and probably find some that interest you. But this episode is not like that. Today you're going to hear Jessica's story. And I'm not even going to set it up for you. You'll understand as you hear it. I'll come back afterward with a few more comments. Hi, my name is Jessica. For those of you who don't know me, Mike is my fiancé. We've been together for over seven years now. I came into our relationship with three kids, and we have since had two more, bringing it up to five amazing babies. We live in Las Vegas, and our life works. We have a true partnership in everything we do, from making decisions to paying bills, from parenting to cleaning. We've always done it together, and equally. We went to San Diego July 12th and 13th. It was to get the kids out of the heat advisory warning that Vegas had, but also because we actually had two days off in a row together. We went to the beach and to Belmont Park and let the kids ride the rides. But everyone wound up getting sunburned. Mike got it the worst. His skin turned so red it was almost purple, and he got small water blisters all over. We went to the San Diego Zoo the next day, then came home. Mike called into work the next day. He was just too burned and couldn't really move. Then he called in again. We were putting lotions on him and aloe, and he was drinking lots of Gatorade. He was getting chills. He couldn't eat, couldn't get comfortable, couldn't sleep. All symptoms of sun poisoning. He goes to the ER and tries to get some relief. The doctor pretty much dismissed him. So Mike went to work that night. The next day, he wasn't better, so he called in. Then he called in again on Sunday. He is showing no signs of getting better, and he's nauseous. Finally, he goes to a different ER on Monday, and they test him for COVID. He's positive. They send him home, more or less with a pat on the head, and tell him to hydrate, isolate, and it'll be fine. I had to tell my job that he tested positive, so they immediately sent me home and told me HR would be in contact with me to let me know the next steps. I went and got tested. I'm negative. Mike is absolutely miserable. He's beside himself with how much everything hurts and how scared he is. He winds up waking me up at around 3 a.m. to tell me he can't breathe and is dizzy, and when he tries to stand, he starts to fall over. I rush him to another ER, and they admit him immediately. They tell me I can't stay. His blood oxygen is at 72, and they told him they're surprised he was even able to walk and talk. They do scans on him and find he has pneumonia in both of his lungs. He's placed on the highest level of oxygen their hospital can do. By the end of the day, they said he needed more than they could give and needed to move him to a different campus. 
He's still not able to sleep or rest at all. He's barely texting me back. He sent me a text message that said, I should have gotten the damn vaccine. They tell me I can bring him some stuff if I want to, but that I can't go in to see him. I take him some chargers, his iPad, clothes, and deodorant since he asked for it. Now they have him on two machines giving him oxygen and alternating with a full mask. They tell us he can't have any sleep aids because they need him awake to monitor his lungs. I understand that, but I also know he needs to rest. He's still not eating, and they say he needs to be moved again to some place with a bigger ICU unit that can focus more on him. No one gives us any kind of good news. They move him onto a breathing machine to force his lungs to open more. It's now Sunday, and he's been in there since Monday night. I have to go back to work Monday. He and I were texting Sunday. He said he was tired around 8.30 and was going to try to get some sleep while his body seemed to be telling him he could. I was, of course, good with that. I texted him when I woke up. He didn't answer. I texted him again when I got to work. No answer. I'm worried now. I call the hospital. They tell me they don't do updates until after 2 p.m. and it's only 11. I'm like, please just tell me if he's okay. They tell me they will call me back. It takes almost an hour and of course I'm working so I can't answer. As soon as I get a break, I call them back. The nurse told me Mike was stable, but that they were having a doctor come to evaluate him later and that they were probably going to recommend intubation and sedation. I tell him to please have Mike text me. He says he will pass on the message. Within five minutes of me being at work, he sends me messages, 911-911. He's calling. I told my supervisor, I need to make a call right now, and I call Mike. They're taking him then. Not tonight, right now. I cried and told him to please fight. He said he was. He told me he loves me. And I told him I love him so much. And to please, please, please fight and come home to me. That's the last time I've been able to hear his voice or communicate with him. Something I've been recently making a deliberate effort with is to read more. There are lots of books I want to read, and I try to read every day, even if it's just a few pages. That little bit each day adds up, and it can make a big difference. It's like taking care of your gut. Even though it's not big, it supports the health of your whole body. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits not just your gut and your heart, which aren't outwardly visible, but your skin too, which you can see. Every morning it's the same thing. Two capsules of Seed DSO-1 and sometimes I wonder, is it normal to feel this great? It helps support digestive health with optimal gut bacteria levels. And thankfully, that's all backed up by science. And all the supporting data is on their website. If you're trying to avoid sugar, soy, peanuts, or gluten, you're good to go. And I was reading the literature and I thought, you had me at vegan, because it's that too. And if you have kids, DSO-1 is the first multi-strain symbiotic shown to be tolerable and health-promoting in a cohort of children aged 3 to 17. And you can use this promo code to give it a try. Trust your gut. With Seeds DS-01, 
Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash what and use code 25what to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash what, code 25what. I don't know how many other people do this, but I like to plan my weekly meals. Maybe I'm just weird, but I like quick and easy. That's just one of the benefits you can get with Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout to get 50% off your first week. One of the dishes I recently had was the Green Goddess Falafel Bowl. Oh, I loved it. The falafel was seasoned perfectly, and I love how crispy it is on the outside, but really moist on the inside. It's a signature dish of Enat Admoni. She's known around the world as a chef. You've probably seen her on TV. And her dishes are made right here in Florida, so I'm supporting local business, and I love that. And the convenience of Cook Unity is crazy. I mean, I've got podcast episodes to produce. I don't have time for cooking. These meals are delivered fully cooked. So when it's time to eat, I pick a meal based on my mood for that day. I heat it for a few minutes and enjoy. The menus are updated every week, so there's always something new to try. You can choose from over 350 meals based on your dietary needs or taste preferences, or go wild and have Cook Unity pick for you, because every meal is just amazing. Make the best meal plan ever with the convenience, chef-level quality, and endless variety of Cook Unity. Go to cookunity.com slash what or enter code what before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using code what or going to cookunity.com slash what. I went to the ICU that night to see him after getting one of the worst phone call updates ever. The nurse even told me to contact next of kin and to take all of his belongings home with me. They said he fought the sedation and they had to use a paralytic. He was strapped down to stop him from fighting. His numbers were showing a bit of improvement from when they said he had to be intubated. They only let me stay for a few minutes and then rushed me out. The next morning, I'm pulling into the hospital parking lot and the infectious disease doctor calls me to ask me about treatments and to tell me how bad Mike's numbers are. I asked if he had anything positive to tell me, and he flat out said no. Once inside, I had to wait to be cleared through since he was in isolation. When I got to his room, the nurse was nice. He explained a lot to me. I commented that Mike's O2 numbers were in the 70s the day before in the morning, and the machines had brought him up to the 80s, and now they were in the 90s. That seems like an improvement. He said, yes, it is, but it's artificial. The machines are doing everything for him right now. And I'm like, well, that's what they're supposed to do, right? I'll take that as a small win and something to hold on to. I went in this morning. His numbers are the same, and the nurse said his kidney function is slightly better than yesterday, but that he's had no other improvement and he still has a low-grade fever being maintained with a cooling blanket. They were able to get his feeding tube in while I was there. I just need to have him home with us. He is my person, my heart and soul. He is the rock of our family. Please hug your loved ones, because it turned so fast and I would give practically anything to hear Mike say my name 
and hug me and be able to tell him I love him more than ever. The next day, Jessica had this update. I just wanted to reach out and thank all of you who have helped us, everyone who has reached out with a friendly word. I was at the hospital visiting Mike and telling him all about our kid's day and how everyone was pulling for him. His numbers crashed, and they were not able to bring them back up. The love of my life. My rock. My everything. The father to my babies is no longer with us. I don't know what to do. Mike was 39 years old when he passed away on Thursday, July 29, 2021. He left behind Jessica and their five children, ages 17, 10, 7, 6, and 17 months. Jessica said that she and Mike had never intended to not get the COVID vaccination, but they were waiting for one year from its release to see about any side effects. Now, she and her oldest son have both been vaccinated, and she says she will always regret not having gotten the shot earlier. So Jessica now finds herself as a widow and a single mother. If you'd like to help, there's a GoFundMe page set up where you can make a donation for her and her children. You can get the link for that, along with some pictures of Mike, Jessica, and their kids at the webpage for this episode whatwasthatlike.com slash 85. This bonus episode was produced because I saw Jessica's story in a news article and I wanted to help. The story you heard was what she wrote for GoFundMe and it was performed by a voiceover artist with Jessica's permission and gratitude. I'll be back with the next regular podcast episode in one week. Stay safe and give someone you love a big hug.